Welcome back to Raw and Nerdy. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing co-host, the illustrious, this fantastic Mr. Rook. We are actually talking about one of my favorite topics that got me into computer stuff. Me too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's get to it. And the boisterous Mr. Archon. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this is is a topic that's near and dear to a lot of our hearts, so it's going to be a fun one today. We're going to be, well, as they're alluding to, we're going to be talking about MMORPGs today. Uh, the ones we played, what we liked about them, some stories in those RPGs, and a little bit of uh, trivia based on a couple of them for you guys. And yeah, before we get into that, we're going to jump into our weeks. Like, what have you guys been up to? Well, let's see. Um, I'm going to jump into this one because me and you did the exact same thing yes, uh, Yeah, yesterday. Saturday. Saturday. Oh, yeah, it would be, uh, sa- yeah, it'd be, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we went to the LA Comic Con. We got some good quality content, and that will be released in a special episode later on. Uh, yeah, it'll be tomorrow, from what you guys are hearing. Yep. And uh, we spent way too much money. <laughs> Fifty-six dollars for a cup of root beer is outrageous. But mine was fifty-six. A, that's why I said fifty-six dollars <laughs> for yeah. root beer. You guys paid fifty-six dollars well, for a glass of root beer. It was a. So, it's, it's a metal cup that says Comic Con on it. It's a, it's their memorable cup, memorabilia cup. Did you at least cup. get to refill it as much as you wanted all day? No. Like, no. <laughs> it's a Comic Con. It was seven bucks a refill. Yeah. So we drank one cup out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, the butterscotch was great, though. Man, that I, I had to buy cherry. That was pretty good. Unless, unless that root beer was was brewed by Todd Howard himself, it was not worth fifty six dollars. <laughs> it's made Holy by Wild. Cow. It's made by Wild Bill's Brewery. It's a very good root beer. Um, I recommend it, but don't go to Comic Con to buy it. Go no. somewhere else. To buy no, it. no, no, no. They'll gouge your eyes out and every nostril. You probably yeah, Comic- could have went online and bought an entire keg of it for fifty six dollars. <laughs> that, you find a keg of that uh, stuff for 56 bucks, let me know. So the most amazing thing that night outside of the content we're not talking about tonight is I actually found parking for $10 all day in L.A. when all the other parking lots were Our minds were blown. We thought it would be like <laughs> last year where it took us an hour to find parking three miles away from the convention and it mm-hmm. cost 60 bucks. Yeah. No. There's this we guy got, waving we, down and it says ten dollars there. We're like, this is this has to be some kind of con. And we oh, parked it there. Was, it was a parking garage for um I guess it's a hotel parking garage that didn't didn't have a lot of people staying at, so they were renting out their parking spots. And, and the, the first three, four floors were full. <laughs> yeah. And the elevators were broken, which explains <laughs> the ten dollars a day. <laughs> so and at the go, same time, yeah, having to go down, uh, go up five flights of stairs after walking all night and all day at the <laughs> yeah. con was not a pleasant experience. Hey, we got but our it steps in. Bucks. Yeah, it was ten bucks. So, but uh, also, I recommend everybody who listens to this show to listen to Starfield Raw because we're actually going to have a really cool thing for episode twenty. So, yeah, uh, we have our um, our little special episode coming up. Episode twenty is going to be longer than normal, but it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. We got a lot of goodies <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Oh yeah, we had we were trying to figure out what to do, and we figured out something to do, um, <laughs> and then some. Yeah, so I actually uh, played Starfield a lot this week outside of the LA Comic Con, um, doing my explorations, filling up the uh, exploration photo album, and I'm really happy because a lot of our listeners have actually gotten into that, and also through Venus Valkyries recommendation i jumped into the death case the death gate saga by margaret wise and tracy hickman so far i've only read about five pages because i only literally just started reading it so i'll let doesn't you know like, doesn't sound like mm-hmm. you jumped in it sounded like you just kind of stuck your toes in a little bit no i literally started <laughs> reading it like 30 minutes ago oh <laughs> see he dipped his pinky yeah. toe in he dipped just a little toe in but yeah, so uh, I'll let y'all know more about what I think about that a little bit later. Okay, okay. And that's pretty much been uh, my week. All right, Archon, your your notes are empty, man. Did you just not exist? Uh, I, well, you see, I had a bit of Z day. But I didn't really, this week I, I spent a lot of time working. Um, as I mentioned before, I started a new job, so I've been doing a lot of training. Next week I'm actually getting sent on a three-day training 
but I'm bringing my laptop with me so that I can get as much nerdy in as I can. Uh, but um, I did play some StarCraft, played for a while, was messing around with uh, some base building and stuff like that, and just, you know, had a little fun there. I checked out the new season of Discovery on World of Warcraft. What a cluster that was. <laughs> it was your typical Blizzard launch. It was a nightmare. Nobody could log in. All the servers were locked. You couldn't even create characters. People were, you know, complaining to the devs. And, you know, in in in, in a normal situation, the devs would be like, yeah, we hear you, and, you know, we're trying to fix things. Not the Blizzard devs. They came right <laughs> out. They said, uh, yeah, we hear you, and we know you want new servers, but the answer is no. Deal with it. <laughs> That's Just Blizzard, have, though. They literally said, have patience, uh... I know that you resub just to play this particular server, but have some patience and go play on one of the other servers. And once things settle down a, a bit over the next, you know, few weeks to a month, maybe you'll be able to get in then. That was their response, and I was, my mind was blown. Oh, Blizzard is so well known lately for having the worst PR, the worst community teams oh, in man. the field right now today. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm reading this thinking, this, there's no way this is an actual developer and then i looked into it more and oh sure enough wow but things things have calmed down a little um you can actually get into the game now you can create characters you can actually play it's limited to level 25 right i mm -hmm. mean we all we all saw that which means the the players aren't leveling and dispersing they're they're only leveling a little and then everybody's stuck in like the same five zones so there's like thousands of people everywhere you try and kill anything for any quest, and you're there's twenty five thousand people also trying to kill that same exact one mob. See what that this spawns is every five minutes. Archon, I figured it out, man. They na they named it the season of discovery, so that you discover the limits of your irritation and temper, of your patience. <laughs> you are discovering whether you are a patient man or not. And so far, <laughs> I have been mostly patient with it. I, I mean, I'm still playing it. I was playing it up to and. 10 minutes before the show. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. You just got to get past that initial annoyance and all the little ants running around. I'll have fun with it, I'm sure. But, yeah, that's pretty much been my week in nerdum. Like Rook said, I um, went to LA Comic Con, and I really cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, all three of us are going to get on the air. I'm going to pull them together on the air. We're going to record this our time tomorrow. Um, we're going to do a little commentary and then play all the um, interviews and stuff that we did for you guys. It's a lot. It's going to be a full-size episode, but it's going to be a .5. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I did play a lot of Starfield as well. <laughs> I did a lot, but I'm going to wait to talk about that when we get on uh, Starfield Raw this week. I got a lot to talk about with that. Oof, man. <laughs> yeah. I got into it big time. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I watched the live action of One Piece. I finished the full season. And I gotta say, it was actually a lot of fun. It wasn't awesome or wonderful, but it was fun. So it was something that you could watch and just enjoy. And it stayed well true to the, you know, to the um, cart the anime. I almost, almost said cartoon. But it did meander off of it here and there, which I thought actually worked pretty well. Because they fixed a few of the problems, I thought, with the uh, the uh, actual anime. And the anime, I did start re-watching the beginning of it. And it was irritating the living crap out of me. I was struggling so hard to make it through the five episodes that all encompassed a single fight. They would say one sentence, go to a flashback for ten minutes, come back, move two centimeters, say another sentence. And it goes back to a flashback. Ugh. It was driving me nuts. Dragon Ball Z. I remember yeah. one time watching Dragon Ball Z, and I swear it was like six or seven episodes, if not more, of just Goku casting a spirit bomb. <laughs> it took him like six or seven episodes to actually cast this thing. I'm like, Ugh. I did work on the Minecraft server. I did do some more bug squishing and found some more bugs, and I, I, I started writing the master design document. So it's like... Oh, yeah, I did that a little bit this week, too. Our, our little cheat sheet of keeping things unified between me and Archon and anyone else that we might pull in to design it down the road, but 
it just outlines the XP for quests. It, it, any big video game, what they always do is they write a design document. It's usually called the MDD, the Master Design, which outlines every detail of the game, what items are where, what they do, what stats they pull from, and what they hook into. And it's every single character, any kind of character design, anything in the game gets detailed in writing in that document. So in the video game industry, a designer's most of their work is actually just writing. Vast majority of it, actually. So we got that design document going, which now we can keep things unified between us. We were were getting a little bit off on a couple of things, but I, I figured out a way to pull in my two old cities from the old server and put them into the new one. And spruce them uh, up. It and saves time, which saves yeah. us a ton of time because huge, the huge cities that would have taken forever to rebuild. So probably say just about two or three weeks of work. Yeah, and I go to I went into um, the Etsa, the new the, one of the cities, made put some jungle around it, recreated some buildings, put some shops in. Within a day, I had that entire city almost ready to go. I just got to throw some quests in there and get the storyline going, and boom, it's done. Nice. Yeah. It saved a ton of time. Yeah. And the time it took him to bring in both of those cities and get things smoothed out, I built one mausoleum. <laughs> it's fancy. It's a nice mausoleum. It's, it's a very fancy. Yeah. And we pulled in a cathedral that I had built with a buddy of mine years ago, and we saved it into a schematic and then pulled it in there. And the thing's monstrous. It's huge. We went way overboard on it, and he made a mausoleum to match it. Nice. Yep. I got like a full hedge maze and everything around the mausoleum. It's it's pretty cool. You did a very good job with it. It's probably the, like the fanciest, most intricate thing on the server right now. And it's just for priest and a couple like we have. We're doing class quests in the game, so they're quests specifically for your class. A series of three quests right now. It's pretty simple, but it, it gives you extra XP just for that class. And we doing we're doing priest, paladin, and death knight in that area. So all this massive building for those three. Yeah, they'll probably be a little. Uh, they'll probably be more there. I oh, think yeah. like the main quest and stuff like that. We may end up finding our way there a couple times. And yeah, I'm gonna start work on the main quest this week. Actually, as long as Archon agrees with my design with my idea for it. Yeah, I'll help because, uh, like I said, I'll have my laptop with me, and that's probably what I'll be doing when I'm not in my training classes or just indulging myself since I get like $70 a day for food while I'm at this place. Like, you know, I'm yeah. going to stay per diem. Heck yeah. I'm getting all the good food for while I'm, while I'm at this place. So, and I, I wrote the flow chart for the quest. And the flow chart just basically outlines where the quests are going to be and how it's going to flow through. So we got that going, and I think we have 15 quests designed and, or planned right now for the main, and that's just the uh, beginner zones. We have, we're have we going to have the beginner zones from level 1 to 30, and then we'll have the intermediate from 30 to 40, and up 30 to 50, and then 50 would be the high level where it's just level 50 stuff and the hard content, mm-hmm. which you have to do mostly well, in groups. Yeah, so we got a lot of stuff planned, a lot of stuff going. We got dungeons in the works. It's going to be a blast. Our current goal is to get, once we get all of the class quests in and get the, the at least the first part of the main story in, that's when we're going to start bringing a couple people in to help us beta test, alpha test, whatever you want to call this test. Some some of the systems, just to make sure everything's working correctly. I would and, say it's early beta. Yeah, it's, 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 we have most of the beginning part of the game in. Yeah. So, Rook, yeah, be we... ready. You're going to, you're going to be one of our guys. You're coming in. You're going to help. You're going to do it. <laughs> we'll see. We That's have sixty quests say. in the game right now. You'll you'll Over end up 60. thinking that it's you'll be like, wow, this is actually really fun because it's it's not just Minecraft. It's like a oh, whole not even close. RPG, which fits in perfect with what we're talking about today. Well, well, the problem I have is the Minecraft graphics because if I got ah, a migraine, we can I can't fix that. We can fix we that. We can fix that because we actually built this server with a specific shader in in mind. That is amazing, and it's not Minecraft graphics. It is very good graphics, actually. It looks really, <laughs> really nice. So you'll have to watch us, like, w- when we do our live stream. Like, when, like we'll live stream it for you, and you can watch us and, and, and see what it looks like with our shaders, and then you might change your mind a little bit. All right, so we're going to talk about... I got, I got one plug I would like to make real quick. Specifically, um, and this is the only one I'm doing from L.A. Comic Con. Uh, because I started listening to it earlier this morning, and I actually absolutely love it. 
Uh, so the local classical music channel here in LA, um, they're called Classical California. It's 91.5 FM KUSC. Uh, on their website and on their app, they actually have a stream called Arcade. Their, defin their description of it is where Mario meets Mozart. It is literally 15 hours, uh, uh, tw a 24-hour stream of at least 15 hours of gaming, all different types of gaming music. So it's from awesome. The, yeah, the way she describes is like from the top video games all the way down to like the little indie games. Yeah, it, oh, it's dude. it's awesome. Uh, I wonder if I can find a way to pick that up out here. We talked to Jennifer. Uh, their website, KUSC.org or the app for KUSC. Okay. Yeah, and they don't sponsor that. our show. I wish they would, but they don't. <laughs> and um, we talked to Jennifer. We have an audio recording of that talk with her. We'll, we'll be playing mm -hmm. that on the show tomorrow and also be on Starfield Raw. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to plug it now while we're doing our main episode because the more we can spread this, the more people can get into their favorite music. <laughs> All right. So we got MMOs. We got a lot of them. And there are some key ones that we've... Uh, this list mostly contains everything that we have played. And there's a couple mm -hmm. that are more in here for the trivia really like Ultima Online as it's the oldest running online video game in the world currently it beat out EverQuest by two years and they still have servers running but it is not the first no it is not it the is first not MMORPG I just learned this tonight there is a older version of Neverwinter Nights by Beyond Software that actually predates uh, Neverwinter Nights and Ultima and is actually classified as the first multiplayer online RPG. Yep. It, I didn't know that existed until tonight. It came out in 1991. It wasn't like your typical MMOs today, but it did meet all the standards of having multiple people online in the same persistent world. And unfortunately, it's not running anymore. Mm -hmm. But you can see videos and screenshots online of it. It's definitely 1991 game. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's... it's it's all text-based on how stuff works, like the very first Elder Scrolls games and stuff. So let me ask you guys, no cheating. What do you guys think that today is the most populated MMORPG on the market? I know wow, what you're going to say. Shot. It is not. It Elder is Scrolls old Online school, old is up school there. RuneScape. Old really? School RuneScape oh, yeah. Because that was number so one. It has it has one about 1.9 million active subscribers, whereas World of Warcraft only has about 1.2. Well, 1.9 subscribers is one thing though, because games active, like active subscribers. We're talking yeah. active subscribers. Uh, games total like... players, total players. It has 39.9 million, but it only has 1.9 active subscribers. Is that the keyword there is subscriber though, which I'm latching on to. Because games like Elder Scrolls Online, there is no subscription. But like WoW has uh, a Elder Scrolls Online stuff. is on here though. It has it has two hundred and fourteen thousand active. That's by estimates because it's not a public traded, and they do not release that information. Correct, correct. Um, however, you'd think you know old school RuneScape. Yeah, WoW number two. Nope, WoW's not even number two. Final Fantasy fourteen is number two. I would have guessed that. Like, by just a little bit, by just a little bit, they've they over they've overtaken World of Warcraft lately because they've been putting out better content. Like the last four or five expansions for World of Warcraft have just absolutely been trash. They just well, the, the last I mean, one. I, I guess I won't say trash. I won't say trash. The last one is the best of the most recent ones, but it's still nothing compared to like Wrath of the Lich King. Not even close. Like no, Burning original... Crusade was crap. I liked Burning Crusade. I no, it was it was actually okay. It was. I'm sorry. It I, was. Good. I liked Wrath of the Lich King. Cataclysm started going downhill. Pretty That's fast, the one that was. Everything crap. after that was just like, why? I remember I, going I, and waiting in line to get Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. Oh yeah, my me too. Pro my problem For with sure. WoW. My problem with WoW retail is to play that story. From the beginning to the end, you got to go find one specific person and choose the right time frame for you to actually be able to play those. And uh, to me, I just don't like that. What? In, what are to you be able about? to play 
everything that happens up to the cataclysm, you have to go to, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but there's an NPC you gotta go to that she takes you Oh the yeah, time thing. Yeah, in the current edition of the game. Oh, yeah. Chromie? Yeah. Yeah. That's the current edition of the game, though. Like, you could go, like... If you I play really Classic play, where I can play all that stuff. Yeah, you can play on Classic, which actually... Okay, so World of Warcraft has 1.2 million, um, but Classic itself also has another 800,000. That's that's actually classified as a different game. I don't know how they would be able to monitor that because it's the same subscription for all of them. I think it's based on daily logins. Probably. Yeah, actually, the number one game that has the most active players right now is Baldur's Gate 3, but I don't consider that an MMO. It's I just not. consider that an RPG. It's not. It, it, it's an RPG that has multiplayer elements. Yeah, exactly. See, that's and only I, small amount multiplayer. It can only be four co-op. players. Only co-op multiplayer, right. not massive multiplayer. Right, that's kind of like the original Diablo, like where you could have a couple people join your game and play with you, but it wasn't an actual open mm-hmm. world right. MMO. Like, like there's plenty of games like that. But we're talking open world. Massively multiplayer is the fact that you have hundreds to thousands of players in an open, persistent world, and uh, persistent but, world is not Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, not at all. Uh, my the game that got me into MMOs was EverQuest, but however, the one that really kept me going was Star Wars Galaxies. EverQuest Star Wars Online Star Wars. Adventures. Yes, I played that. My very first well, one came out on PlayStation Two, early '90s, and it was my first introduction into MMOs. I knew about EverQuest, but never really played it, and I still haven't. Never wanted to, but EverQuest Online oh. Adventures. I remember just the adventures of me and my buddies. We'd all get we'd get, we'd pile in four different TVs in my living room with all of our PlayStations hooked up, all linked up, playing EQ together. Yeah, it, dude, I I was an original Evercrack junkie. Like I played that game like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yes, I it, it well, I had to quit the game because it got so bad. Like it got to the point where I was ditching school so that I could sit there and play EverQuest all day. It it was it was bad um so i quit the game and i picked up everquest online adventures instead and, uh, <laughs> that like training. Too much, yes that wasn't too much better that was like trading cocaine for heroin i mean mm-hmm. it, it wasn't too much better uh like I, I i got into that game just as hard just as well i played all the way through that all the way through the frontiers expansion i played it i played that game pretty much until it died until it like it literally they shut the servers down and you couldn't play anymore and then I was very sad. So and then I went back to EverQuest. So sad for me. I graduated high school in two thousand two. I never had internet at home growing up, so I never got to do all these massive multiplayer online games until after I went into the Navy and actually had internet regularly and my own computer and all that. So some of the games y'all have mentioned, I've never played. And I'm old enough to where as well. I'm, I'm old enough to where these MMOs all came out in my adulthood, after oh, yeah, I had they, kids. Yeah, yeah see, see, I just I, never had internet growing up, so. I I graduated in 2002 as well. I just, I mean, I had internet growing up, but it was okay. EverQuest was so bad. Okay, I remember playing it on dial-up. That's how long ago it was. Mom, hang on up dial-up. the phone. And. <laughs> I remember my sister used to hate that game and hate <laughs> playing that game because I would literally make her walk down the street to the 7-Eleven if she needed to use the phone. Because <laughs> I was like, you cannot pick up that phone line. I'm on a raid right now, and you're going to kill me and everyone else if you pick up that phone. And it was eventually, like, it got so bad that my mom, like, even though it was ridiculously expensive and she couldn't afford it, she had to get us DSL when it first came out just so that people could use the phone in the house. Because I was, like, it was bad. I'll admit, I was a junkie back then. With I remember game. getting DSL and being so excited for having a persistent internet connection. <laughs> yeah, Man, that was the days. I, I, you know, I kind of, like... And it was fast. It was one megabit a second. I know. And I I, I almost (laughs) missed the whole, like, sound of the dial-up connecting, you know? Who misses that?
it's still <laughs> nostalgic. But I might play yeah, the audio. I love my DSL. I might pull the audio and play it in this episode right there. <laughs> Dude, I just, but I do. I honestly, I remember playing World of War or not World of Warcraft. Sorry, EverQuest, and like you'd lo- everyone was on dial-up, and you'd zone into like one of the raid zones. And by the time people actually loaded in, half the raid was dead already because like mobs were killing you, and you didn't know it. And oh, it was so bad before before a uh, real internet came around. But so we got some other games on here. We got I've a lot. Heard of Aeon? Ion. Heard of? Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Ion was a really cool MMO. You start off, you're like this like fallen angel kind of, and you, like once you get to a certain point in the game, like you like learn how to use your wings, and you can like fly. Wasn't that around one of those those ones? Korean or or uh, Japan Japanese MMOs? Maybe. I don't I know. It was it's, it's pretty popular. You can still play it. It's free to play right now. But like, it was like there's two different realms that you could go into. One was like the realm of light, and one was like the realm of dark. And like, realm of dark was like a full PvP area, and you went in anytime you went in there, you were getting ganked all the time. And but that's where like some of the best stuff was. It was actually a really fun <laughs> game. I enjoyed it. Um, I played it for quite a while, but then. Yeah, I just got sick of getting ganked all the time. Couldn't get any of the good stuff, and I My wasn't it good. My first game, so. real addiction to MMOs was Final Fantasy XI. I played oh, a yeah. white mage, and this is a little story time. This is where my handle came from. Me and my best friend at the time, Colin, we were making characters together. He wanted to play a black mage. I wanted to play a white mage. We were gonna in that game. You had to have your persistent group. Soloing was not a. Th- you only could solo for like five solo. levels, and that was it. Yeah, you could not solo past level 10. So, and I wanted to try out a healer. I didn't know about any better at the time, but... And we were sitting there trying to come up with character names. We were playing those Taro Tarus, which is a little short fools. And thought it would be hilarious to play those. And we kept thinking about, you know, a better word for... Excuse the term, but midget. So we decided to take the M, flip it upside down, and we created Widget. So I became <laughs> White Widget. He became Black Widget. And that's... And I became the most popular healer on that entire server where I had probably 20 or 30 link shells in my inventory which were kind of like guilds for that game yeah and I could not log in without being swamped with messages it got to the point of being an annoyance that's actually the best way to play that game though because you can't like you said once you get to level 10 and even some some classes couldn't even get to level 10 solo then you could not solo in that game you had to group or you would just get absolutely devastated. Yeah, I remember being yeah. ticked off, though, that my white mage wasn't involved in the combos. I sat there yeah. and healed. <laughs> you were involved in the combos and the fact that if it wasn't for you, they would be dead and they couldn't do the combos. Right. Yeah, well, obviously, I was, like, one of the more critical roles, but... Outside yes. of the tank, you were the most critical role. My favorite thing about that I game... I was so good, we didn't need a tank. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that game, though, was the job and sub-job system, though. I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun, the way you you, like, you, you had your main class or your job that you chose, and then you could choose a sub-job, which would be half, could level up to half as what your main job was, and you could get skills from both of them, and I really, exactly. really loved that system. It was so much fun. And my white mage is one of those classes that you can't solo at all. So I actually got my subclass as summoner, so I could do a little bit of so- of soloing, enough yeah. to survive, and it was a nightmare getting those summons. It took me sometimes a week to finally beat one of the summons to get it. Oh, yeah. They're bad. They're bad. The game was a lot of fun, though. And then uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the predecessor of it, kind of tried to do something similar. Um, they made it to where you can change your jobs out and stuff like that. But I remember I I was so into eleven that when fourteen came out I was I was on board, and it sucked. Oh yeah, so it was one of the worst flops bad. in gaming history. Actually, if you look that up, Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, it was like just cut and paste carbon. Like they just cut and paste the terrain everywhere. Everything looked the same, and everything about the game was just so simple and and it was so bad. And then they came out with Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn, yeah. which they revamped the game and re-released it. And I was like, yeah, this is never going anywhere now because you've already <laughs> killed the game. 
and I was so wrong. Because it became it's still one of the best MMOs out in the world right now. So good, Actually, so good. The story is amazing. The only which, thing about that game that I don't like is how they force you through the main story quest, and it like takes four ad. Yeah, yeah, me and uh, Widget actually have ran together in Final Fantasy XIV and Realm Reborn. Yeah. Uh, I actually ended up, because of Widget, I ended up creating a white wizard. <laughs> a white, white mage. mage. <laughs> white mage <laughs> Dude, it is so easy to get in uh, pugs with that because everybody wants a healer and everybody wants the white mage. <laughs> well, nowadays they made that game. They, they changed it to where you can like do everything with an NPC party now and you don't even need to find groups anymore, which kind of sucks. It takes some of the the fun out of out of like the grouping aspect of it but yeah the story like some of i don't know what it is but squaresoft just sells or square enix just makes such a great story well they're like a lot like bethesda they're they've got it the right way when it comes to their rpgs they focus on story first right and then they worry right. about everything else and we actually talk a little bit about that with um a special interview which you guys will hear on friday with starfield raw Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was that one was good. Another one that I know Rook kind of mentioned was near and dear to his heart. Was also near and dear to my heart was Star Wars Galaxies. Yep. That one was my first taste of a Star Wars MMO, and I really, really, really loved it. The, um, at the time, the biggest criticisms when that thing was going was when they released their uh, expansion. The game. They didn't really advance the timeline whatsoever. And so the end game was not that great. However, it was the first world I ever played in where when I joined, the economy was strictly driven and enforced by the player base. It was yeah. a true open world. You could run anywhere on this thing. You can go anywhere you wanted, yep. Build your own cities. Yeah. Uh, My... I jumped in, jumped to light speed, so you could also build your own ships. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest gripe with the game, I started playing it like the day it came out, along with a lot of these RPGs. Um, and my biggest gripe with the game was, I think about two weeks into my into my free thirty day trial, I was already a max like maxed out bounty hunter, and like I was just devastating everything. Like it it took me like two weeks to reach end game and be like top dog running around with a rancor as a pet, just eating everything up. And I'm like, this was way too easy. Yeah, so for me, when I jumped into the game, Jumped for Lightspeed was already out. And that's where I met my longtime guild and pretty much my online family of the Crescent Order. When I jumped on, you had to earn becoming a Jedi. And then they did the new gaming experience and everybody could be a Jedi. And when they did that, me and a lot of other people left. Yeah, when I quit playing, like when I got kind of bored of the game because... Like I said, it was too easy. The whole Jedi thing was a rumor, but nobody had ever figured out how to do it and become a Jedi. Like, there was a bunch of rumors out there, but then, like, you, I don't think you actually could become a Jedi at that point. And then, like, I heard later on they added Jedis and all kinds of stuff. Well, you could become a Jedi in the game before they made it where everybody could become a Jedi, but the hardest part is realizing that you had to get a uh, crate dragon egg. Uh, and that's required a big group for one person to get that egg. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was fun. I loved it. I still jump on Star Wars Legacy emulator server, and it's great because problem is, is it's new gaming experience upgrade, the, all that. But even with nostalgia reasons, it's still fun to play, so I still play that one. Yeah, makes sense. So one of the most gaming, ex- the most intense and still my favorite one of my favorite gaming experiences of all time was in planet side it was the first and only fps mmorpg okay so yeah i did play planet side i didn't play it long it was the the first it might have been the first but it's not the only because destiny is also destiny is also that's not really classified as fps though well, it's not. I'm sorry. Not, it's not considered an MMORPG because it has very limited player base. 
But how is how is it not though? Because it's a it's a system where you have to level up your character, you get new skills, you get to put in skill points. There's the a classification of an MMORPG is the massively multiplayer. Right, has and to, if you go to any of the main areas, there's like 70, 80 people running around as well. That's not enough to classify. There's a technically if you, at their peak, I think they did have the classification um, of massively. On the list of top MMOs in 2023, Destiny 2 is listed at number 8 with 828,000 people. Doesn't make an MMORPG just because some publication listed it there. Now, I don't classify it as an RPG because you really don't get to play with your stats outside of just equipping other gear. That's also true. Uh, now, Fallout 76 the thing, the thing is a role-playing game. shooter. Role-playing game is just that. You're playing a role. It doesn't matter about stats or how they build that that way of doing it. I don't know. I, 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 I do consider Destiny to be one because, yeah, it's... Okay, I, let me get back to what I was saying. I classify Destiny as an MMO. That's it. No RPG. Anyway, Planetside was the f- only real... F- okay, let's just call it the first FPS MMORPG. And it had multiple planets. It had this one one planet in particular. And you... In the beginning, it was just one planet, but there was multiple continents, and they were all controllable through three factions. And you would fight over these bases to con- whoever owned or controlled the base, and they linked them together would own that continent. And uh, so it was a constant, ever-progressing war that always shifted. And I played as the pilot. I mostly did the um, Reaper, which was one of the heavier fighter pilot fighter ships, and I did the crew carriers. And I would actually fly in to with a whole crew in my in my ship to put him into the battlefield and fly off. But there was this one moment where I was, we were defending a base and we were defending it for about five hours that night against two, the two other factions were attacking us on two different fronts trying to take this base. And we were defending it and we were holding it. We held it for five hours. I remember going into the base, getting a new ship, and as, you're, as I'm flying out, seeing the gunfire and the missiles and the jets and everything all around was the most insane experience I've ever experienced in a game. It was crazy. We had over 1,100 players in that one area battling for that base. That kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, one of the ones I put on the list here, uh, Lineage 2. Uh, Lineage 2 was had a very similar system where you had like different kingdoms around and different guilds could... like storm the kingdoms and battle for them and you'd fight against each other and like you'd have like a giant guild war basically to take over this castle and you'd have to try and hold the castle and if you held the castle you'd get different NPCs that would sell you armor and like all these other there was all these bonuses and stuff and it was very similar to that where you like you'd have these massive wars going on for days trying to take over these castles and like people defending them and that was actually kind of fun all right, so I got to say... Um, Planetside 2 was a good attempt at recreating the magic of Planetside 1, but they failed short. Uh, I did beta on it, and there was some pretty cool things about it, but it just didn't have the same feel, and it was it, it was too spread out because they did it over multiple planets. And there just wasn't enough players to support those wars. But Planetside 2 does hold the Guinness World Record for the largest first-person shooter battle. 1158 players participated in one battle in 2015 <laughs> that's huge and widget was probably one of them <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised i was it i think that one of the factions was the venu and that's the one i always played as they were like and the different factions had different um specialties the one i always played were they were more technologically advanced and mostly focused on laser-based weapons and speed their fighter jets were insanely fast not as strong as some of the other ones. Like one of them was all about ballistic weapons and more bullets means more chances to hit something. And the other one was more tactical, high power, low fire style class classifications. So each nation had their own like specialties. And I played the one that was the technologically advanced one. Well, let me ask you, uh, since we all like this and all like this genre and this particular, what do I want to call it? This particular world, we'll say. What were your guys' opinion on Lord of the Rings Online? I actually enjoy it. It follows the stories of the books, not the movies, which a lot of people have to remember going into that game. And a lot of the players at the time when it first came out 
was complaining it didn't fit the stories, not realizing it was completely following the stories of the books and the characters on the way they're portrayed in the book. I didn't like... I played it for about two weeks, and I just couldn't get into the mechanics of the game. It drove well, me I, I did like the game. I, I played it a little longer. I probably gave it a couple months. I'm still um, subscribed to it. But I could not... <laughs> I couldn't get into, like, the end game portion of it very well. Like, it just... They've, they've kept supporting the game. There's a lot more to that game now. Yeah, it felt really clunky when I played it. and it They've did, cleaned it up a lot. Yeah. From, I, from when it first released to where it is now, there is a massive difference in the ease of gameplay. My, my, my favorite issue... Oh, I was just going to say, my biggest issue with the, that situation is, like, besides World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV, and maybe Final Fantasy XI, even Final Fantasy XI kind of falls in this, but if you don't start an MMO right when it starts you just feel like you're left behind like if i were to go back and play lord of the rings right online right now i'd have no freaking clue what i was doing it just it, i would feel left behind i would feel like a noob in a world full of people who know exactly what they're doing and it just doesn't you, you feel like so yeah I that's not an, necessarily true though i take very long hiatuses in this game and I can jump back into a new character and they did a good enough job to actually guide you to through the story so you know what you need to do and you can get through it really easy and they explain everything fairly well. Right, so, but you've played the game off and on throughout the years. Like, if you were to go into, say... Eve? Gosh. <laughs> Ion, the, a game you've never played, but they've been doing all these weird updates and things like that on this game for like 10 years now, and you were to try and jump into it now, you'd be like, huh? Yeah, but the difference is, is Lord of the Rings Online's player base is willing to run with you to help you get acquainted to the game. Yeah. So it comes down to the player base and what they're willing to help and not help with. I guess But by the same developers, Dungeons & Dragons Online. Well, then you get... Like a game with Elder Scrolls Online where it doesn't matter what level you are, you're doing the same content as anyone else at any level. Mm-hmm. And anyone yes, at any level cool, can help you do it. That's a cool system. I, I do like that. There, there are a lot of games that have gone to that kind of model. Like, to where people can play with their friends and, like, they can invite mm-hmm. new friends even if they're max level and they can all play together. Like, even EverQuest has kind of gone to that model a little where you can, like, quote-unquote mentor somebody else and you, like... Basically, when you level with them, you go down to their level, except you Mm -hmm. still have all your skills and stuff. And when you're getting experience, you're getting experience towards your own level. Mm -hmm. So So there's a game out there. I forgot which one it is, but they drop you down to the other player's level and you actually can't use your higher level skills. They actually restrict you. So you're playing the same game experience they're running through so they don't feel left out. By the way, I asked about Dungeon and Dragons online for one particular reason. I have not may played he, that one. May no. he rest in peace. But when Robin Williams was alive, he played Dungeons & Dragons online. You had that. a chance to run with mm-hmm. him without knowing it. <laughs> yeah. I've, one of my I've, favorites I've, was uh, Rift. Oh, I yeah. I never played that one, I don't think. Rift was fun, but Rift was really aggravating. Wow. The, the thing... Okay, so I remember very distinctly many times when I very first started Rift... Being out there, just, you know, questing, having a great time, leveling up, and then all of a sudden a rift opens up right next to me in the area I'm at where, as a mm-hmm. newbie, leveling, and, like, these, like, level 15 and 20 monsters are coming out of this rift, and, and I'm in, like, a level 4 area, and I'm, like, instantly just murdered, and I'm like, what the f- <laughs> I did a, my first ever podcast was about rift, it was called Player versus Rift, it was me and one other guy, he was the host and the producer. And I would just came on as a noob and talked about the game. And that show was a lot of fun. That was a long I, I time ago. I enjoyed the game. Like, I, I played that game probably for about five or six months. Pretty I good. Played it like, for I played it for a while. A long time. And it's until they switched it to free-to-play. And then the game just yeah. kind of lost its thunder. And then they just shut it down after that, a few years after that. It's not still up? I thought it was still a free-to-play game. Last news I heard a couple years ago is that they were going to shut down the servers. I don't know if they actually did or not, but that's what I heard. It's definitely possible. It's the same with Gold Wars. Uh, Their website's still up for it, and Play Now is still active. 
Yeah, I that know like Guild Wars is another he one. Said of those, but... Their most latest news for Rift is sent out December 1st, 2023. Oh, cool. well, then I guess, I guess I didn't shut it down. Guild Wars was another one of those that it was a very, very good game, but they had like a free to play model the whole time and it just. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it the way it was built because I guess it was coming from a game like World of Warcraft. Yeah. And then shifting into um, Guild Wars, I just couldn't get into the mechanics. I played Guild Wars 1 for a while, and I did enjoy it. But it's one of those things, when a game is free to play, that means that they have to have microtransactions and pay yes. to win in it. And when you have pay to win in a game, it doesn't matter what the game is. The game is going to be terrible because yes. you have players that are super overpowered because they want to spend a bunch of money and, and become that way. And I don't want to sink thousands of dollars into a game to be able to be good at it that's why on a lot of mmos i won't run pvp because there's a lot of those players that sink money yeah. to get pay to win stuff if there's pay to win in the game i i just i won't play it, it. Yeah. yeah i, I try and avoid it completely like uh diablo immortal i thought that game was really fun on my phone at first um i played it on both the phone and the pc and then it like I realized how pay to win it was, and I was like, "This sucks." Like, That's, I dropped out of Star Wars: The Old Republic when they went free to play because then it's yeah. all about all right, free to play. If you pay money, you can wear the epic level gear. Like, yeah, you can't get the better can. gear. Yeah, yeah you, you can't get the better gear. You can't like um, talk in chat over a certain amount, and it's like. Can't do raids. You can't do your operations, stuff like that. Just keep it as a subscription. It's a money grab. Play a game if you can't, if you can't talk and chat, and you can't wear the gear you find. Who wants to play? Like one thing, one thing a lot of people don't realize is that the whole free to play is a money grab. It's an illusion. I I blame microtransactions completely, completely, and probably unjustified on EA games. There is, (laughs) there is an exception. There is an exception to that rule. And that is EverQuest. EverQuest is free to play. If you want to play on like the progression servers and stuff like that, you you have to pay because those are the special servers. But the regular servers are free to play and you can have a lot of fun and aren't really restricted that much until you get to like way, way, way end game, which is like that'll take you forever nowadays because end game is like level 140 or something stupid like that. Now, there is one MMO that actually counters both of our arguments, and that's EVE, because you have to pay a subscription and you can buy the better ships. So yeah, that's, that's they're completely money hungry. I still pay to play it. I still pay to play it. I well, still guys, want to do that. Let's get to our, 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 uh, our listener questions. I know we, we could go on about this topic like we can with Star Wars and Star Trek all day. Oh, I but, know. We didn't even get through half our list. I know. <laughs> I know. We'll have to do a, we'll have to do a round two. Uh, Boone on Discord asks, what is everyone's favorite role for raiding in dungeons? Uh, so I don't do raiding much, but in dungeon dives, I usually run DPS. That's my go-to. I started branching out to healer and tanks, but DPS is my go-to. I have done it all. Um, I've, <laughs> I mean, Widget knows because we, uh, I actually met him in World of Warcraft, playing on the classic servers, and uh, like I've I've healed, I've tanked, I've I've DPSed. I think my favorite was uh, melee DPS as a as a as a druid on uh, in classic. Well, Wrath of the Lich King. Classic. Overall, MMOs, I tend to go for class uh, caster classes. Those are team yeah. are my priority. Uh, I've yeah. done it all in like like Archon. I've been. I did paladin tanking in, as a raid leader for World of Warcraft for many years. I also played as a druid healer. <laughs> I've done it, but I usually tend to go towards my caster DPS. Yeah, I know in the in the guilds we ran together, you played the the caster druid and the and the mage. So yep, you were a caster the whole time. I I played a tank paladin, and then I also played my my melee druid who. For a while, for quite a while there in uh, Wrath of the Lich King was the, the top-geared druid on the server. Top-geared player, period, on the server. I had the highest gear score of anybody on the server for, like, a month. Stupid but... luck. Yeah, my <laughs> luck was... yeah Okay, so my luck was good, but it was also bad, because there was... I had literally best-in-slot gear at the time. Everything was the best except for one item, and we ran... 
the same raid every week for gosh how long oh jeez months it was like months and months and months and that one piece of gear never dropped not once never never dropped i couldn't get my trinket either forever yeah that's what mine was was a trinket and i was waiting and waiting and waiting and it never dropped so venus you all know her she's been on the show a couple times uh she asked us a couple of questions i thought were kind of interesting um um there's one y'all don't want to answer so i'm not gonna read it but uh i'll actually read the second one she asked uh which mmo has the best dungeons I want to say, and the reason why I'm going to say this is because it's instance. I'm going to say when it comes to story dungeons, I want to say it's Star Wars, The Old Republic. And that's because the way the story in those instances for each area and for each class moves along without affecting the overall world that uh, everybody's running in. I love Elder Scrolls Online, what they did with the, the whole dungeon thing. They have the group dungeons that are very typical, four-player, and then they have, of course, the raids, which are way different than what you think of, like, when you think of raids, you think of World of Warcraft-style raids, but they went in a different take on it, and they're a blast. Um, but they have Karns. They have single-player dungeons mm-hmm. in every zone that you can go do, and they are awesome. You can even bring a friend in, but, yeah, you can do them solo. And the dungeons that they did design... They are creative, the bosses are unique, and they are story-driven, and they are really cool. Yeah, it's a lot like uh, the I'm going, I'm going a completely different direction. For me, my favorite MMO dungeons will always be EverQuest. Because in EverQuest, the original EverQuest, it's not your typical dungeons, whereas in World of Warcraft, you get a group, you go in, you beat the boss, you beat another boss, you beat another boss, you're done. Yeah, they're very systematic. In EverQuest, in the dungeons, like, you go into these different dungeons, and the bosses, like, all the mobs and bosses and everything respawn. The bosses are on, like, random respawns, and you literally find little niches in these dungeons, little areas where you set up camp, and that's where you that's where you level is, oh, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna take this camp that has these four bosses in it and all these mobs, and we're gonna pull these mobs and keep pulling these mobs until these bosses spawn and give us the loot we want. And that's how you level in that game, is in the dungeons. And that's why those dungeons will always hold a special place in my So, heart. So, she asked the best, which ones do y'all think have the worst? Ooh. I wanna say, wow. And that is because mm-hmm. of the player base. Let me explain. It's because of yeah, the player base. Yeah, explain away, dude. It's now you get people who come in and you're saying, hey, I need a group to help me run through this dungeon so I can actually do the story and all that. And they just run through the dungeon. You don't get to really learn yeah. the story of that dungeon these days. So, so that's my reason for WoW. I understand gonna, that reason. I'm going to agree with you on WoW. Um, I think the dungeons are very well crafted and they, they are very good dungeons. But I agree with you 100% especially with looking for group because you can literally click a button it'll automatically put you in a group it'll automatically teleport you to the group you never have to say a single word to anybody in your group you just run through kill the boss you're done and then that's it yeah i hate and dungeon finder that's just not <laughs> the only one that i say that was a little bit worse than that was warhammer online i've never played that one so i can't really it was short lived for a reason it. <laughs> yeah. it just yeah. like I don't know. I, it, when they added in, the, it got to the point where people were just so intent on just grinding dungeon after dungeon after dungeon after dungeon in World of Warcraft that like nobody even talks to each other anymore. You don't like unless you're running them with friends. Then the dungeons are great in World of Warcraft if you're running. Yeah. Them, but if you're just running them through Dungeon Finder, it's so I run through uh, WoW retail with a buddy of mine that I work with, and. He actually has a high enough level character that I can run with, and he will let me sit there and read the story while I'm running through, which is amazing because you get this field story of the dungeon. Now, on the flip side, if you play on retail and you run the regular dungeons and stuff, whatever, bleh, but if you run them on Mythic, that's a whole new ballgame. The, <laughs> the dungeons go from being some of the worst to being some of the best. Because on Mythic, they're so challenging and there's so many different things to do. 
and like you have to do them in certain times and you only get so many deaths and this and there's all <laughs> these different aspects to it that it, it, it actually becomes really challenging and really fun so I got a question for you guys what do you think mm-hmm. is the best system as in like combat system in an mmo Ooh, that's a tough me it is always it, it it's definitely going to be um, age of conan because they had the the whole angle system so you had to angle your attacks left right up down it it created combos in a very interesting way and it was really cool and i wish more memos would have done it like that that was one of my favorite ones um i want to say star wars the old republic and the reason why is they actually implemented cover systems for range fighters and stuff like that and uh the way you could set up your hotkeys really quick and figure out the rotation of your skills really quick is awesome. And it's really the only MMO I've seen where they've implemented cover so you can be hiding behind something and avoid getting hit with max damage. Honestly, tough that, one, that is a tough one. Like, <laughs> because most MMOs are all the same. Like, yeah, they all kind of fought. Like, EverQuest is just, you know, click, click, click. You got like four buttons that you just click, which is boring. Then, That's why I was thinking like, right. what about the ones that are actually unique? And the and then World of Warcraft came out, and that one has like had like a di- little bit different of a com- combat system, but it's still just you know your same rotation, click, yeah, over and over. And then every other game pretty much since then has just copied what WoW did. Yeah, and, but oh, Age gosh, of Conan what? didn't. That's why I liked it. There was a new, a recent game that I played that was... Neverwinter is actually really MMO. Like. Neverwinter is an MMO that has a pretty unique... Because uh, they took D&D 4th Edition and turned it into a uh, MMO, and the combat style works really well. It's not just know. clicking a combo. Star Trek Online, I like their ship-based... Their ground-based, I don't like that system much, but I do like their ship-based combat system. Because you can adjust your shield strength all around, your weapons and all that. You can adjust your power levels. They've gone into a lot on that one. So I do like that when it comes to ships, but when it comes to overall, Star Wars The Old Republic for me. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't really have an answer. I like Elder Scrolls Online. They took the same concept, but they did it differently. And it's hard to explain. I'm going to explain it right now, but they did it in a way that made it pretty fun. Oh, it's a fun game. I haven't played it in a while. Me and you should get into that game. I would love to. I've been meaning to get back it. into it. I'm going to get Archon into it. I think the you would love it. The three of us need to play a game together. Cause we yes. have yeah, not exactly. Not ESO. Yet. We have not done a single game together yet. Let's <laughs> jump into ESO, guys. We all, all play right. Starfield, but we I'll all play it, it by ourselves. Well, because they don't have an uh, online multiplayer yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Keyword I, being I'd yet. I'd be down to try ESO. <laughs> I have, I've never tried it, so I'd be down to try it. We got to. Yeah, I think you. If you're an Elder Scrolls fan of any kind, you're gonna you, you'd love it. And it's been a long time since I played. It's been years, and they've added a lot to it. They added the whole Morrowind and everything into it, and they added a couple new classes. Um, there's one class I think you would love, and in Elder Scrolls, every class can be any role. They can be melee DPS, caster mm-hmm. DPS, tank, or healer, and you can switch them on the fly. And that's one thing I really one thing I really like about ESO is they literally are taking the world of ESO and actually giving you the entire maps that they have created oh. <laughs> so you can run on them. I think we've been calling ESO just ESO the entire time, but those who don't know, it's Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's fun. They kept true to Elder Scrolls, so I you actually do like it. You can go to any zone and do any quest and dungeon you would like to do. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. level-based. It was in the beginning, but they switched it to make it feel more like Elder Scrolls, so it's about the exploration. It's about the adventure. I mean, they kind of mm-hmm. did that with the World of Warcraft too on retail. Like, you can go to any zone and level now at any level, and <laughs> you can level however you want. So I, I like that system. So I, I'd be down to try it. I'm always down to try something. All right, let's do it. Um, I'll download it again. I think that's gonna be it for tonight's show. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? Uh, no, I think I mentioned everything I wanted to mention. Yeah, we have three days in a row of recording, and I've been working my butt off. I have not stopped working on the podcast since I woke up this morning. 
Yeah. That's why you need to teach one of us how to also do editing. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can help wanna, you, man. We can help you. If you guys want to reach this show, it's easy enough. You can email us at uh, it's podcastraw at gmail.com. You can find us on X, Podcast Raw. Our Discord, which we always highly recommend for the interaction. We show you guys pictures. There's going to be a special interview that we're not putting on the show because of audio issues. That's going to go on Discord. And if you want to hear it, you have to be on our Discord. It's discord.gg forward slash raw podcast. R-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can follow us individually on Twitter or X. I am at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. And any social media, I'm going to be at the widget. Most everything, I'm Rook213, except for Instagram, I'm Tomcat213. And you can find me pretty much anywhere at the Archon 606 That's just... And- and yeah, we nice. actually have a Instagram now. Oh, yeah, I yeah. got that started up. Uh, you can find it at Raw Podcasts 1. No idea why one. he did that, but he did it. Um, <laughs> he didn't let me take Raw Podcasts. I didn't want to put Podcasts Raw. <laughs> so, <sighs> we're, also, we're also Sir? talking about here very soon we're going to put up a link tree to where when you go to any of our socials, you'll have links to all of our socials. So we'll have that up soon. Yeah, or you just search Raw and Nerdy on Instagram and it should come up. It right, has guys. a lot of pictures from uh, Comic-Con on it. Thanks so much for joining us and have an absolutely nerdy week. And we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're getting back-to-back episodes this week, so. <laughs> Stay nerdy, everybody. Yep, have a nerdy week, guys.